Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Liz Longley with us today. She is best known for her Stop You in Your Tracks voice. She's an accomplished singer-songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee. With her deeply emotional music, she has earned accolades from some of the most prestigious songwriting competitions in the country, including the BMI John Lennon Songwriting Scholarship Connect competition. And we're excited to have her on. Yes. So welcome to the show. Thank welcome. you so much. Good to be here. So I always like to start out the same, like I've been through, where everybody's going through this crazy time with COVID. Oh, yes. How did COVID affect you over the last 12, 15, 16 months? And what have you done to maneuver through that crazy maze? Yeah, well, I'm a touring singer-songwriter. I make my living on the road. So that quickly shifted things. I was in the middle of tour when uh, we started realizing this wasn't safe to keep playing shows. My next show was going to be in New York City. And I'm so glad we yeah. didn't go. Um, and so basically I just had to make it up as I went. I had been doing online shows in the past for a couple years. Um, so it was something that I was familiar with, but then it became my whole life. Mm. And then, um, I put out, I had a record that was going to come out in fall of 2020 and it had been a long time coming. So I went through with releasing it, but instead released it from my house instead of on the road. So, wow. you know, kept busy, launched a Patreon to stay in touch with my, my closest fans. And, um, and also recorded, wrote and recorded a Christmas record to stay sane. Oh, wow. So I tried to keep busy. And, and yeah, you know, like I was telling you before the show, you know, we launched January 2020, so a couple yes. months before COVID. And our plan was 100 interviews first year. We oh, thought, thought that would be a lot. And, and, and we thought that'd be a great foundation. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And I remember telling Sandy, I was like, you know, this just might be our year to shine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. because of that, we, Let's run with it. We, we ran as hard as we could last year. Because of that, we did over 300 interviews and now we're over 400. Wow. I'm so blown away by that. Good for you for staying focused. I think that was the key to staying mildly sane in 2020 was having something to put your energy into. So Absolutely. Good for you. One good thing, I think, um, I, and some people would say it's bad. Some people say it's good, but that's on people's perspective. But where we live in Georgia, we were only shut down really for about two months. I mean, yeah, we yeah, had to still wear masks and all that, of course, but for the more. shutdowns, mm -hmm. we were limited. So, um, you know, within, t I mean, by August, we were f back full-time church, everything. Wow. Wow. And we go to a, you know, 9,000 people church. So it's not like we're now what they did do was I did like this is, um, they cut up, blocked off every other row. So people couldn't okay. sit in there. You know, I think they just a couple weeks ago undid, undid that. that part where now we're full back. Wow. But it's yeah. good to be back. I just did my first um, real tour um, <laughs> in Colorado and New Mexico, really getting out there and seeing the world again. You know, I just oh, yeah. I just miss that stimulation of getting to see a new place and meet new people and, yeah. you know, eat new food. I'm tired of making my own food. So it was nice <laughs> just to be on the road and see the mountains. And, you know, it makes it kind of puts everything in perspective when you're when you're in it, when you got views like that. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you want to do music? But I always say to go deeper than that. When did it actually click that this could be a career choice for you? Oh, man. 
Well, it's it's weird. I had it's it's weird to admit that I was 14 when I knew it was what I wanted to do, which is just so strange. <laughs> Looking back at it, I'm 33 now, but I was 14 years old when I started writing music, and um, I had an amazingly supportive uh, teacher in high school who just kind of like pushed me out of my comfort zone. I was a really shy kid and was like, just get out there and play your song. Your new, It was like the first song I'd ever written. Wow. And yeah. um, I just remember that moment so vividly because I was just shaking, you know, it was, it was absolutely nerve wracking. And then um, I got a standing ovation and it was like, whoa, this felt like, wow, okay, that was well received. <laughs> and uh, I just felt more alive than ever. And I'm so lucky that I had my parents' support like from absolute day one. My parents are music lovers. My dad's a musician. My mom always wanted to be a singer. So um, I had a lot of support from home. So they could live vicariously through you. Yes, exactly. So wow. yeah, I, was, I was 14 years old, as wild as that is to say. Wow. And that's great that you had parents like that because, yes. you know, in this day and time, it's, it's so expensive to build a music career. Oh, yeah. And when you don't have the backing as a teenager, of a parent and I'm not, and again, don't want nobody to think that you can't do it without that backing, but right. it but makes it can, so it, much it, harder without that yes. backing. Yeah. Because it's already hard enough to like feel empowered to go put yourself out there and be so vulnerable, mm -hmm. writing music and sharing your, you know, innermost thoughts and feelings every night. So if you were to add that resistance of your family's support, if they didn't, if they weren't there every step of the way, that would just make it so much more difficult. So, um, I'm really, really lucky that I had that. And then they let me go to school for, for songwriting. I was literally a oh, wow. songwriting major. So I always say that's, that's proof of how, how much they support me. So I'm really lucky. I love, I love oh, that. Amazing. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? That's a good question. <laughs> I was thinking that the other day. I was like, what do I like besides? <laughs> um, I like food. I love coffee. I have the greatest dog in the whole world. Oh, she's about to lick herself. Sorry, I'll cover her up. Um, and um, I just got married two months ago. I have an amazing partner um, who's also in the music industry. So music is like our whole life. Um, but besides that, reality TV and food. <laughs> yeah. what's funny is that you know we i never participate on but you, you see on facebook the things that say what is your guilty pleasure ours would yes. be reality TV. reality tv for sure <laughs> yeah. what, like which which shows do you watch I, what we I, like, we like almost crazy the craziest one, the MTV ones, ones. we love catfish oh CSP, catfish one of my favorite yeah. <laughs> and, and um some of the teen mom ones <laughs> oh yeah okay so you're like tlc mtv yep. Yeah. Got it. Got and we, it. You know, I, I, one of the craziest ones, and it's almost like our story in a way, is Married at First Sight. Oh, yes. We oh, love that one. Yes. And, and I'm actually. Wait, that's like your them. story? Well, kind of. Well, see, see we met February 2nd of 02 online. online. Mm -hmm. um, she was in Kentucky and I was in Georgia. Um, we met online in February 2nd. We talked on the phone for the first time February 14th. I mean, February 4th. Yes. And then February 18th, we set a wedding date. And March 4th, we met in person. So we were meeting in person <gasps> to, to see who we were going to marry. Yeah. And the date oh we married was October God. 5th of that year. So, so we went from the point of meeting to marrying in eight months. Yes. Whoa. And well, you're still together. So that's yeah. a well, testament yeah, to the fact that it worked years later and, and you know and oh and we only spent maybe 20, 20 less, than, less 20. than 20 days face to face because we were i mean you couldn't just pop up and go yeah 
Oh my so, goodness, that is crazy. We just knew. Wow. It was, it was one of the things you guys, where, need your, you guys needed your own reality show. You didn't even know it. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I guess that's why we like that show a little bit because in a, in a way, even oh, though now I'll be honest, if that first week after we talked a few times, if there was a way for us to marry, then I, I would have. Oh yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> well, we Good for jump. you. We you know, her sure. parents would have killed her on that one, but we'd have jumped. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the craziest thing you've done? Oh wow. Of that. You know or one of the let's just say yeah, one of the craziest. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that I'm just I don't have a real wild side. I grew up with two parents who are insurance agents. Oh wow. So even putting our hand out the window was a risk that we shouldn't take. I'm gonna put it that way. Um <laughs> craziest thing I ever did. I'll have to think on that one. I really don't know. I so dated some crazy people. Does that count? That could that count. Counts. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> Wrote songs about it. There you go. Yeah, you know, when you hear stories of people, you know, because see, I was her first boyfriend and everything. Yeah, wow. he was. Oh. So, That's so cool. she never got the experience, um, the heartache, right. heartbreak. Yeah. Of Lucky people. you. Thank you. <laughs> and I, on the other hand, was just it's but funny. The opposite. I'm yeah, with the that opposite. story. You know, because oh. I went through 19 years of addictions and all that, and wow. and it, it was just horrible. But yeah, again, it balances out here. Only God yeah. could have brought us two together. I mean, just wow. oh, that's just the way it is. Wow. <laughs> so, so um, what is something quirky about you? Let's see, quirky about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my husband could give you an entire list. I have some weird things. Um, well, I felt like the world was going to end in 2020, so I did some, I did some end of the world type things. We built, well, I don't know if you know, but in Nashville on March 3rd, we had a really bad tornado yeah. come through our oh, part of town. Yeah. And then a week and, later, um, it was a COVID. Yeah. yeah. So it was like traumatic thing after traumatic thing. And mm -hmm. I really was just like so scared of tornadoes more than anything. So when we got home after our tour that was cut off by COVID, um, I was like, we need a storm shelter. And wow. so we built a storm shelter under our house. And then I may or may not have filled it with buckets of freeze-dried food, maybe 150 wow. pounds of freeze-dried food. So that's my wow. quirky thing. <laughs> wow. and, one day, and one day when you actually have to use that, you're going to be like, see, I told you. Yeah. Like the place to be. Where the place well, all your be. friends are going to run to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, nobody knows. Well, I guess now they do. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a right. career level within music. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's one of the most overlooked things. Yeah, it gets glossed over. You know, people dive in. Not knowing that, you know, they think, oh, I got this talent. Everybody says I'm great. But Nashville's filled with talented people that never make it nowhere. We all know that. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot more than talent. So let's talk about yeah. that side. What are some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to make through the years, even in to get to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, my so music has been my only job. I've been really lucky, except for babysitting when I was a teenager. It's been my only job. Um and it is a full-time 
you know, it's not something that you ever put down. It's something that it's always going. There's always something more you could be doing. Um, always, you're just constantly chasing this thing. Um, and it's really not glamorous in any way. <laughs> um, what people don't realize, I think, is, um, at least for me, I tour a lot solo. So I spend most of my day driving. I'm like a glorified truck driver. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, like I just got back from this tour where there were days where I'd spend five hours, six hours in the car and then, you know, all by myself, load in, sound check, set up, um, play the show, tear it all down myself, sell the merch myself, say, say hello to the people myself and um, pack up and do it all again the next day. So um, I think you have to be, at least as a solo independent artist, um, you have to be fiercely independent. You need to be able to carry all that weight on your shoulders and just be able to push through in those hard times and remember why you do it. Um, the reason that I keep doing it is for the people. That's what really motivates me. But um, yeah, not a lot of time, uh, minus 2020, not a lot of time spent at home. Um, so it's something I have to be really deliberate about is, is maintaining my relationships. So lots of phone calls and staying in touch with people and being really intentional about that. Um, but it really has been the most amazing thing to be able to do music as my full-time job so as hard as it is um it's, fun too. it's so far, so much worth so worth it yeah and we get exactly where you're coming from because you know this show is our passion <laughs> and when we launched I, i'll be honest you know she's always been the music lover big time oh, yes big time a lot of time launched this mainly because i want to do something with that guided her into her passion Mm. And I didn't realize that I was going to find something I was going to be really passionate about that we could do, do together yeah. here. Yeah. And so, but again, to be the Bobby Bones, to be mm -hmm. the Ty Bentley, to be the mm -hmm. Kelly Clarkson show. Oh man, there's so much work here. Oh, and, yes. you know, yes. People see the 30 to 60 minutes that we have fun on these and they right. don't see the behind the scenes, the 100 200 email rejections i get a month because i don't i don't just reach out to independent i reach out to your blake shelton you yeah. know your yeah. brad pitts i reach out to everybody mm -hmm. and we go through a lot of rejection and that and that's one of the hardest things it's like you know and then and all of a sudden we get a bone where like we recently got scotty mccreary on you know mm -hmm. and, and then and you, and you go through a bunch a bunch a bunch of no's and then you get another one and a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of nuts. And, but yeah. you know, and it's so tough and the show don't make money yet. So right. it's like trying to yeah, do we all do this. Side jobs so we, and, you know, yeah. so we understand where y'all are coming from when y'all are in that hunt. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's like, you're saying, there's just so much more that goes on behind the scenes than you could ever <laughs> imagine, you know? And mm -hmm. for a musician, we get those, you know, 90 minutes on stage a night, but, um, that's the easy part, you know, that's the easy part. <laughs> like part my easy uh, part. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, now some people would say that would be their hard part, but I love to talk. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but it's, it's one of the things where like we had, um, I learned something recently. We had, um, the, the um, the river family, little, little, little river band on recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they were telling us a story that, that, it, that a lot of people don't get. And I didn't know this. He said that, when you're a touring artist, and I guess you would know this, says many times 
your friends think you can get these tickets for them. You can't. You ain't. You don't have no control <laughs> yeah, over that. Get like front row. And, and, yeah. No. And, and they're, they're like, we don't hang on. We are paid to come do a job. We get maybe yeah. 10 tickets to some show. If that, right. if that he done. says, and he says, me as the front man, I can't take those tickets. My band, right. I give, if there's any leftover, I'll take my, so many, he said many times his wife has to pay to come to the show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's that's one of them crazy. things you're like, I didn't know that. That was one of them things yeah, like, yeah, wow. Yeah, you know, yeah, but again, yeah. that's one of them things that are misconception with artists. What's another misconception you might have that people don't? Well, I just think that I think the thing that I always think is that people are surprised when they see me like driving off in my minivan and that I'm doing it all myself. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's just me, you know, <laughs> that's, wow. that's all. Yeah. So, um, I think that people just think there's a lot of people and for some people there are, there is a huge yeah. team involved. Yeah. Um, and I used to be with a record label and I used to have a manager and all those things. But right now it's a very, very small team. It's a homegrown. Business. <laughs> now that we talked a little bit about yeah. the sacrifice side, let's flip the script and go the other way. What are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got the, or wow, that happened. And let's start with the Kickstarter campaign. Tell us oh, about yeah. that. Yes. Yes, this was a life-changing moment in 2019. Um, so I made this new record. It's called Funeral from My Past. Uh, it was my seventh full-length record, oh, wow. um, I think, or six. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many. I have so many releases. I can't keep track. But anyway, um, it was my, my favorite record I've made to date, and I was so proud of it. And I was able to make it here in Nashville with an amazing producer named Paul Moak. Um, just an incredible experience. And when I handed it into my label, it was clear that I was going to have to buy the record back from my label in order to release it. Wow. So, um, that was a daunting, uh, task and especially with the price tag that was on it, the money had already been spent, the record had already been made. So I didn't have any control over how much was spent. Yeah. So they gave me the price tag and I realized I was going to have to launch a Kickstarter. Um, so I did that reluctantly, but 1,302 incredible supporters came oh, through wow. for me and helped me raise over $150,000 in 30 days. Wow. So I quickly became the fourth most funded solo yeah. female musician in Kickstarter history. And, uh, so yeah, I was able to buy the record back from the label. I was also able to make two more records because of that Kickstarter campaign. Oh, wow. So and Kickstarter is scary because you, you start to Kickstarter. And you got this 30-day window and you set the, the the limit. And if you don't mm -hmm. hit that, you get nothing. Yeah. You know, yes. so, yeah. you know, That's it's one of them double ways, you, you know, because there's still ways to make some things work, even if you don't get the whole amount, but that's not the way it works. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was so lucky because um, it was funded in the first day. My goal was reached wow. in the first day. Oh, wow. So, Pretty incredible to have that kind of support. I have an incredible fan base. You know, they might be small, but they are mighty. And uh, they started calling themselves lizards last year. So <laughs> the Liz Longley lizards. Oh, that's <laughs> um, awesome. So yeah, because of that Kickstarter, I released Funeral from My Past last year and uh, got so many great, great reviews, great press. It was so, so heartwarming. And then uh, I made a Christmas album because of that Kickstarter that came out last year as well. And I also recorded an acoustic EP of the Funeral for My Past songs that comes out wow. uh, this year. So lots oh, wow. of music oh, wow. was made because of that campaign. I love that. I love to hear stories that because that's, yes. you know, in this day and time, sometimes people want to get all in this, the negative news out there and they forget mm -hmm. there are good things that are happening. 
Absolutely. There are so many good people out there. And that was, uh, that was just my greatest, uh, proof of that. I was so honored that so many people were willing to support me and, um, just, wow. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see UCRs. We don't see any teams at all. And I know that you say you're yourself, but it's got to be some people that you consider a team with you. Um, yes. So tell us about that, because we think teams never get the love. And I don't no, care if you've got don't. a team of one or a team of 300 <laughs> like Justin Bieber The team has. matters. Team yes. matters. And team without the so matters. And yes. we think that they deserve love. So talk a yes. few moments about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh, thank you for asking that. That's so sweet. Okay, so um, the teammate who I've had the longest is my booking agent. He helps oh, wow. make all my shows happen. He's the important and, one. Yeah, he's <laughs> real important. important. But that one really. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working together since 2012 or 13. Oh, wow. um, he was uh, an assistant to an agent, and now he's a full-time agent. And I was his first yeah. artist that he took on, and we've been working together ever since. So I'm super lucky to have that um as my number one teammate um and my dearest my husband is just a huge part of what i do um we fell in love because we were making a music video together oh, wow. he's in the music oh, industry wow. and manages bands and just mm -hmm. does all the creative things so i'm lucky that i get to work with him and bounce ideas off of him every single day um, so I'm really lucky. That's Patrick. And um, with Funeral for My Past, because of the Kickstarter, I was able to hire on a team that I never would have otherwise been able to. So I had a, a publicist for the first time in my life, um, Lucky Bird Media, Jake at Lucky Bird Media, and they helped get the record out when I was sitting at home all year. So wow. thank you. Yeah. And um, Tone Tree Music, they helped get my music on all the um, digital platforming and into mm -hmm. playlists and stuff. So I'm so grateful for Sean and Ellie there. And uh, like I said, Paul Moak was my producer for my last now three albums. And I couldn't imagine anyone else I'd like to bring music into the world with. So I've been really, really lucky. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host or nine-year-old that we yes. bring on and ask a couple yeah. questions. So Sandy's going to go get him. I will get him. And okay. our two-year-old daughter, that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show too. Because we are a family affair show. Mm. <laughs> That's so awesome. And who knows, maybe we're setting them up and don't even know it. <laughs> maybe. Because we'll have the, we'll have the raw, if they, so like this, if they ever want to in the entertainment industry, we'll have the connections. So. Exactly. <laughs> hey, bud. Hi, Liz. So what's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. Oh, well, I'm a Philly girl, so I probably should say Philly cheesesteaks, but I'm actually... A huge fan of pizza from anywhere at any time hot or cold deep dish thin crust all the things i'm a pizza fan because <laughs> what's yours pizza yours is pizza too <laughs> yep. yes <laughs> amazing we'll have to get together and have pizza sometime <laughs> what's your favorite tv show <gasps> favorite tv show well i mentioned before that i'm a reality tv fan so my current favorite tv show is the bachelor or the bachelorette i should say yes and what's yours mine is spongebob what is it spongebob spongebob oh my gosh i love spongebob i grew up watching spongebob i love that it's still on can you believe how long it's been on spongebob SquarePants. i can't believe it it's so good and what's been great about this show is you know he watches a lot of the Disney and Nickelodeon shows now. 
So I reach out to the character pe people on them shows, and we've been able to bring on quite a bit of people from Disney and Nickelodeon for him to talk to. That is so cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Back so recently, fun. we just had one of the girls um, who played Destiny on the show Bunked. Oh, I don't know that show. It, <laughs> it's a Disney show. It's um, one of the hit shows right now. Cool. Look at you getting all the, the TV connections. It's so cool. Yes. <laughs> what's so what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie. Hmm. Oh man. I think the movie that I've watched more than any other movie is Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I just love all the, the funny moments in that show and I love Will Ferrell and I love Christmas. So yeah. that's probably oh, the one that I like the most. Right. Mine is Minions. Minions! Oh I haven't seen that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he loves the minions, despicable me, all the, the, oh, the, yeah. real, the whole series. It's really good. Nice. Although Caitlin loves loves that too. <laughs> Bye, thanks. <gasps> thanks, nice to meet you. His shirt blended nice in. Nice shirt. <laughs> it's still blended in. That's funny. We, he had a green shirt on earlier, and I was like, "Um, you need to change the shirt because it'll be." And so he came to a light yellow, and it's still. It's <laughs> a green screen. That's great. <laughs> but he loves being on the show. We've, he he's been on ninety-eight percent of the shows. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> the great thing is we homeschool him, so he can we can build around right. anytime. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so if you could co-write with any artist dead or alive, who would it be? You know, I'm, I'm a huge Joni Mitchell fan. So I'd probably say Joni Mitchell, but I oh, also yeah. think, I also think that I would love to learn from Dolly Parton and just yeah. how she writes. I would love to just be a fly on the wall. I would just love to see how she makes her magic. So one of those two. Now, this probably has a thousand answers, but think okay. of the first one that pops in your head. <clears throat> What's a song you've heard you wish you wrote? One of my favorite songs that I wish I wrote is by Alternate Roots. It's uh, it's called We Are One. I just love the message. It's so positive. And uh, one of the lines is, we are how we treat each other when the day is done. I just think it's so, so powerful. And um, through 2020, it just was a song that just kept resonating more and more with me. So I've started to incorporate it into my shows. Even oh, though wow. it's not a song that a lot of people know, it's one they should know. And so I yeah. wish that I wrote it. We definitely need more of that kind of songs. Absolutely. Yes. <clears throat> definitely not anything that divides. We need we need unity right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So back in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini, kind of when before she was Kelsey. <laughs> and um, one of the questions I asked her is um, where she want to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she knew step by step where she was going. So wow. knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Well, I think 2020 changed that for me. I think I started <laughs> to realize that um, I was chasing after things that I I thought would fulfill me, but I yeah. truly am yeah. fulfilled by the life that I have now. Like yeah. just getting to be back out on the road. As long as I'm playing for people, I don't care if there's 20 people in the Makes room. Makes you not or take it for granted. Yeah, I really feel lucky to be doing what I'm doing now. So if I can be doing what I'm doing now, plus maybe have a few kids and expand our family, my heart is so full. So 
it's really just continuing what I got now. I love that. Now let's look further down the road, 15 years down the road. And let's say that your success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, mm -hmm. you're there. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? Remember who helped you get where you're going and always celebrate the people that have been there for you every step of the way through the hard times and the, the exciting times. Those are the people that matter, the people that are willing to stand by you when things are tough. Yeah. Great. And how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet? I would say it's pretty eclectic singer songwriter. Um, I range everywhere from country to, you know, <laughs> a little bit of pop and soul, little jazz sometimes here and there. Um, so it's uh it's pretty all over the board if you come see a show. Um, but it's all based in true stories and heart to heart moments, hoping that it, you know, makes people remember um, who they are and why awesome. they're alive. Yes. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? An artist who put it all out there, you know, told their story and was there for people when they needed to tell theirs. That's what I would like to be remembered as. As if you could relay any message to your fans, what would you want to say to them? I would say thank you for listening, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know, as a, as a kid and you know, into my adult life. Um, music has always been a place that um, made me reflect on my hardest moments and my best moments and made me feel more alive. And so that's really what I want my music to do for other people. Let it be a safe space, a place where you can reflect and learn and grow. Now, um, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her singing. They have something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. Uh -huh. But they've played maybe 30, 40 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug. Mm -hmm. Look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Um, I think, the key is when you have that bug to not edit yourself. I think the thing that I see the most here in Nashville is that people are sometimes are waiting for the right moment when they're going to be perfectly ready to release music or the right song or the right this, the right that. And I think the key is just start doing it, keep doing it and you'll get better as you go. And you never have to be perfect. You never arrive. That was one thing that, um, when I was in college, John Mayer came and worked with a dozen of us for a week. Oh, wow. And one thing that he said that really struck me was, you never arrive. Because in my mind, John Mayer had arrived. He was John Mayer, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he had literally arrived onto our campus and it was like this oh, yeah. moment. Um, but he was, he didn't know what he wanted to create next. He didn't know what his next album was gonna sound like. And it was just proof that you just never get there. So just, just keep doing it and enjoy the now enjoy what you're creating now and stop waiting to feel like you know it's going to be amazing five years ahead 15 years ahead if it's not amazing right now if you don't love it right now then do something else because it's not easy <laughs> yeah because if you um because a lot of people don't realize if you don't enjoy the journey 
then mm -hmm. the, when you do get to that destination, whatever it is, it'll cheapen the destination. Absolutely. I know it's so like overdone, like enjoy the journey, but it's so true. Cause if you don't like, what if you never get there? That's why when it's like, where do you want to be in five years? It's like, I just want to be doing what I'm doing now. I love this. I'm happy with this, you know? Yeah. Cause there's so, you know, I remember we, we interviewed Allison still years ago and she talked about that, you know, she told people in our interview that, you know, if you are, you know, that if you don't, don't know if you for sure want to do this, then don't. Right. <laughs> it's because it's, it's one of them things that you can't be partly in. You, you're either all right. in or you're not in at all. And if, and it's not going to, you know, if you're partly in, it's not going to work anyway. So all you're doing is wasting your time. You're going to be away from your family. Everybody's going to sacrifice around you and all for nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. <clears throat> so what's next for you? I hit the road for all of August. I'm going to be on tour. I'm going to um, get to go so, to some long awaited family weddings. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy rest of the summer. And then through the fall, I plan to be touring for most of the fall. And I don't know, I think I, I need to start thinking about writing for the next record. Um, my EP comes out later this year. It's the funeral for my past acoustic EP. Um, so I'll be working on that as I'm, as I'm in and out of shows, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, happy to be returning to the, the stage really. And those yeah. long healing road trips where I get yeah. to think for hours and hours on end. <laughs> and you know, 2020 probably did. Some people might think this is a negative, but I think it's a positive. I think 2020 put it things in perspective to where is this really what you want to do? Because mm -hmm. you know, a lot, a lot of my Facebook friends, they left Nashville. Um, really? Yeah, you know, I've seen a, quite a bit of people that's was in Nashville three, four, five years, and they left. They're like, were they you know, in the music industry? Yeah, they yeah. were. They were in it, and they they're now doing back to school and other stuff. But it showed them, okay, they're just that's not what they really wanted. Because mm -hmm. if you can make it through last year and still it's your top priority, then it's probably you were destined <laughs> to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. It really was a test. It really was. And um, I, I wouldn't say I was the most sane person through 2020. I just told you how I hoarded pounds of dry food. But <laughs> but music was always what made me feel better, no matter what. Even the online shows, I know people got annoyed with like how many online shows were happening at some point. But for me, getting to feel connected to those yeah. people that I know and I miss from the road, there was that was the best part of it. So I think there are some good things to take from 2020. And you know, um, online shows, I, I think this is the future. You know, again, like you said, you've been doing online shows anyway. Yeah. Um, but I kind of think the future is going to be, you're going to have your show. You're, you're going to be live still with an audience, but you're going to mm -hmm. still set up these online concerts as another revenue stream now. So, I mean, think about it. You make right. whatever you make at your tour, but now you can have people pay five bucks to be a part of it. From exactly. across the world, so exactly. I think that that's going to be the next phase for rising artists is another revenue stream where oh they can because again you know things like Spotify and all that's taken all the money pretty much from making music. Well, you have to find it other ways. Well, this is one way I think that artists are going to be able to make up that is you know what we can now since we've learned how to perfect this through 2020, we can now take that idea and still keep that idea or and add it to our main source. Yes. One of the things that I added to 
to my main source in 2020 was Patreon, which was, um, I launched it exa almost exactly a year ago. Oh, and wow. it was like, it became a community for the people that loved my music and wanted to support me when I couldn't be on the road. And every month I shared an unreleased song. Oh, I wow. leave people oh, voicemails wow. and do private concerts and personalized videos and cover videos. Anyway, it's now still, now it's like become a bigger part of my life yeah. than I could have ever imagined. And now I absolutely love it. Uh, and it's a community that's growing and, and I just feel so lucky to have that. And it encourages me to stay creative. When on the road, when, when life starts to pick up, you you lose that time to be creative and, yeah. and write. Yeah. And so this is a, a community that really encourages me to keep going and sharing all the behind the scenes stuff. So it's cool. That's like one of the best things that happened out of my 2020. Because that probably became a little strong. I mean, here it is. All your life you've been on the road. Then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you have nothing. <clears throat> so then you did a lot of writing. So now all of a sudden you're going to go back, thrown right back in on the road. And now you got to figure out, okay, you love the writing. The two, yeah. So yeah. now you got to figure out how to balance that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now it's kind of like piecing together. Like, what do I like from my former life? From my <laughs> new life, let's make a new blend and go forward. It, it really that. is a different a different time, but I'm, I'm loving it so far. Love that. So any final party words and tell everybody how they can reach out yes. to you. Yeah. I would love for people to stay in touch. My name's Liz Longley. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LizLongley.com for my upcoming shows. I'll be touring as much as humanly possible the rest of the year. and would love to see you. Um, and if you like that behind the scenes content, please do come over to patreon.com slash Liz Longley. We'd love to have you there. We'd love another lizard in the bunch. <laughs> love I that. love that. Yeah. And you know, we really enjoyed having you on the we show did. today and we look forward Thank to having you, you back down the road for more updates. Yeah. Thanks for doing what you do. And wow. Kudos to you for being so busy and staying so connected through a time that was really, really challenging to do so. We appreciate oh, that. We appreciate it. And you know, thanks it's, so it, much it, for your time. It's been a job, but we're here. So yeah, yeah, you got it. You have a great day. Thank, Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye.